Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined today by our guest, Rick Hall, the publisher of Eyes Beyond the Torchlight. Welcome. Hey, thanks a lot, man. No, it's great to have you on. No, I've got some questions for you because Eyes Beyond the Torchlight, it's a, it's a fantasy role-playing game, but it's not another clone from what I see. Is that correct? No, I'd, I'd say it's a clone in spirit, if not in actual mechanics. Mm-hmm. It uh, it was written by and written and designed by a guy named Scott Myers, and Scott is. Uh, I approached him as a fan of the game. You know, I can't remember like I, if I had a rules question or something like that, but it just started. I mean, uh, just a, a series of texts, and then eventually, not to get too far ahead of myself, eventually. Uh, when it, it when he uh, decided to sell the game, it was only natural that I kind of stepped up and uh, and bought the publishing rights to it. But as far as like the game itself, it is not a clone, but it is definitely OSR in spirit. Um, it also it, it it draws its mechanics from a couple games that are not necessarily OSR, like Savage Worlds. Mm-hmm. It borrows from one called Barbarians of Lemuria, if you're familiar with that one. Uh, I am, yes. Uh, 13th Age, which is kind of like a, a shade of D&D, uh, yeah. as it were. That was kind of like one of those, uh, that 13th Age, actually, I've I've stolen some rules from there because it's got some cool stuff <laughs> I think, in I it. I think everybody has, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that Escalation die in particular is just genius, so... Uh, so Scott kind of like um, he kind of like took like what he liked from uh, from all of those games and a lot from uh, one of his favorites is Castles and Crusades, which of oh. course is like a like a neo clone, <laughs> and he kind of like stirred that all together and it came up with uh, Eyes Beyond the Torchlight. So not uh, not a clone, but not necessarily clone adjacent let's call it that clone adjacent that works you know (laughs) i I, I think it's great you mentioned that castles and crusades because we're such big castles and crusades fans around here oh what's my saturday night (laughs) and i know like and you you're on a podcast uh d50 shades of dnd as well i am with the person who got me into castles and crusades who is tall that would be (laughs) that would be yeah yeah odd uh he, Todd is, uh, I believe, the Dusty, and we are like the ZZ Top of RPG podcasters, and uh, <laughs> he is our Dusty, uh, with me being Frank Beard, of course, ironically, the guy without a beard. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's great. There's definitely some Castles and Crusades books floated around that shop he had there for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and I bought mine from him, too. As a matter of fact, my uh, my eighth printings, the ones with the uh, the first edition uh, oh, AD&D yeah. uh, homage covers, oh, I, I got them. all the all of those from Todd. I love those; they're so beautiful. They're uh, they're 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 like <laughs> two feet from where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> nice. So about we're we're focusing on eyes beyond the torchlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that too. So let's. I, I'd like to know. Could you could you tell us the basic mechanics of the game, how it would play out? Yeah, it's super simple. Essentially, uh, you roll a d20, so that's not that unusual. Uh, the unusual part comes in, and you can see the Savage Worlds influence here. As rather than have like static bonuses for your, say, your 
your brawn, which is what we call, you know, we combine strength and constitution and D&D terms into one stat called brawn. And so rather than like have a static, like a plus one or plus two, you get a die type. So you get a die four or a die six or a die eight. And then uh, when you roll your D20, if, uh, for example, if it was a melee attack, you would roll your uh, your brawn die along with that. So say it was a D6, you rolled your D20, you'd roll a D6, you'd add the two together. And if you get 12 or higher, because it's called the target 12 system, mm-hmm. you succeed. Now, uh, that's like to do just the most basic of things. Uh, if, for example, you're fighting a monster, the monster will have a threat number, a TN, and say it's a goblin with a TN of one. Well, that is added to the uh, to target number, or if you prefer to think of it that way, it's subtracted from your roll. So now rather than having to get a 12, you have to get a 13. Yeah, if that-, that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, that that seems like a pretty a pretty easy to get your head around mechanic that that worked pretty well. When I'm when I'm introducing it to to new players, uh, especially anybody that's had any kind of familiarity with a D and D or D and D like game, they pick it up super quick. And overall, it it seems like the setting and everything is kind of. It's, it's, uh, it's it does come with a setting, uh, and it does come with an adventure all in one volume. And yeah, it's very, uh, it's very vanilla, uh, very vanilla D&D, um, which is kind of like what drew me to it, because I like a setting that kind of fades into the background. I don't I didn't want that dominated. The, I was, uh, you know, I'll be honest, I'm more of a. I, I've heard like and this may be an oversimplification. I'm sure like your listeners will <laughs> will comment and say, no, that's not the case at all. But I've kind of heard that first edition folks are system folks and second edition folks are like setting folks and Mm -hmm. i'm i guess i'm more of a first edition slash mechanic uh type Uh, i love systems and and that kind of thing but uh we do have uh, a setting that comes with the game it's called soothsayer and um and uh, like i said also a sample adventure excellent excellent and there's the book itself is it's got a lot of monsters in there it's, it's got it's got, over, it's got over 150 and i think that's where i was talking about uh i think we were talking off air i called it uh maybe not a clone but clone adjacent and mm-hmm. if you look at the selection of monsters uh if you're familiar with like say the monster manual and the monster manual 2 and the fiend folio i think you'll see uh almost all of them represented uh there's the ones that are ip protected that are not there but you know based on all the other monsters you have you could probably quickly extrapolate and like come up with it yourself or maybe I'll make that a like a free you know free download or put it on the facebook page or at some point you know my personal interpretations of those like uh the one that starts with a B and ends with holder. Oh no. Oh no. We can't say <laughs> that here. <laughs> oh. uh, the, as, as my friend Levi would call it the big eye chungus. <laughs> <laughs> I got that big eye chungus zine in the mail here recently. It I've is gotta, awesome. Isn't it? I love it. I've got to sit down and read through it. I've got to have to do a zine. Thir- we do zine Thursdays. I got to look for the one that's based on ion stones. That yes. is absolute genius. I, I love it so much. Yeah, I I I I, it, I I read a lot of zines, and getting time to get through them all takes yeah. a minute. Oh, I'm right there with you. That's yeah. high up there, high up there on the list to get to as soon as I can here. So yeah. we'll see. Hopefully, sooner than later, we getting through the big odd chungus. I love that. <laughs> I and I love that he put out this whole 
this whole big eyed chungus thing. I really appreciate yeah. it. There's something uh, I love it and hate it because <laughs> I love it because now I have it. I hate it because he thought of it first. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate it. it it's yeah. good. It's, it's good. So you uh, that D50 shades of D&D um yep. what you've been doing is playing through different editions of the game well D50 yeah. of them could you talk a little bit about that and what you've been doing we almost always play the game that we discuss well no we always do sometimes we do it for the podcast itself if we have not played it before but some others that we are like very familiar with like say for example dungeon crawl classics well, we, we felt that we could go ahead and record one on DCC, having all had so much familiarity with it for like a decade now um, that we could talk about it without actually, uh, you know, playing it specifically for the podcast. But all the games we've discussed, we've either recently played them as a part of like leaning up into the podcast or we just played it over and over and over. And I'll be honest, I think there's something to this that I think the podcast is pretty cool. I listen to it, but that's also like it's you and Todd and a bunch of people from the the gateway that were around the gateway game store, as I understand. Correct. Uh, it's Todd, myself and our buddy James. So, uh, yeah, I met both of them at approximately the same time, which was my first time to visit, visit the store. And we uh, we hit it off and we were we were initially all we were play testers for uh, Jim Wampler's uh, Mutant Crawl Classics. Yes. Uh, we were the mutant murder hobos and uh, we were all proud card carrying, literally card carrying members of that group. And then uh, once that was done, as far as like play testing was done, we just kept going and just played, uh, you know, you name it. We've we've played all sorts of games. Right now, uh, uh, Todd is my dungeon master for our biweekly uh, Advanced Dungeons Dragon First Edition game, and that's been going on for over four years. And we are having a, a whale of a time. Carried us all the way through the pandemic. You know, we switched to Zoom, but uh, even though we're all local, but uh, you know, it's yeah. one of those highlights of uh, you know my month is you know twice a month getting to play in that game and hang out with those folks and uh and play in todd's game he never did points i think the reason i like the podcast is because i i I went to his store because he had stuff i liked he introduced me to a lot of stuff i like so there's a big influence there's the kind of games i get into so i I appreciate that about it a lot of the like you said dungeon crawl classics and he was also the person who first introduced me to both castles and crusades and Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerers of Hyperborea, which are both games that we play pretty regularly around here. And so. we're gonna we're we're planning to co- cover that very soon on the podcast ourselves, the third edition Hyperborea. So uh, looking forward to that one too. But yeah, we played in uh, Todd ran a, a Castles and Crusades uh, campaign for us too, and I missed that one because that was a that was a great campaign. Okay, so what are some of the other games that you highlighted on there that you touched on? But I, I know that you did uh, Eyes Beyond the Torchlight. Yeah, well, that was, uh, I think, the most recent one we did. And that was a, a real Todd and uh, James approached me about doing it. I was awfully flattered that they'd be interested in covering it on the podcast. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we did that. And Todd said it's like... Um, we we count it as i mean i'm sure you're familiar with this but we count it as far as like how many downloads and uh todd said it's uh of all the ones we've done i think we've done 14 different uh shows and mm-hmm. he said it's the third highest amount of downloads in the first week or something like that but uh which is awfully flattering but uh yeah we we've done uh what else have we done we did uh mork borg 
we did uh we did a d and d um we did uh ooh, so many um <laughs> they're all kind of blended together but yeah castles and shades dungeon crawl classics uh oh o s c that was a big one uh, old school essentials um so you know basically if it's if it if it's some sort of version of D and D, it all boils down to is it D and D or is it not D and D? And we feel that all those games are D and D enough to talk about them and call them a shade of D and D. Oh yeah, definitely. There's a there's a whole realm of of where people have taken the basic idea of this game and kind of you know added their house rules to it and made their adjustments yeah. to what moves yeah. smoothly. And that's yeah. essentially what role playing games are. <laughs> yeah, we get, we've got a very short checklist. You know, does it involve a d twenty? Uh, are there dungeons in it? Are there dragons in it? You know, uh, is there uh, hit points in it? You know, it, that kind of thing. And if you, you check off most of those, we consider it close enough to be D&D &D and we'll talk about it. So a traveler can't can't fit that because it's the D. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we try to focus on the uh, on the uh, the fantasy genre. So, the you know, the dungeons <laughs> and the dragons and that kind of thing. But uh, but otherwise, we would certainly love to cover uh, Traveler because we all love Traveler. Or I know that Todd and I do. I'm pretty sure James does, too. But James is kind <laughs> of our, he, he's the the youngin in our group. I mean, uh, I think James is like barely 40. And <laughs> Todd and I are a little bit older than that. So, uh, uh, yeah, love some Traveler. Love it. I'm curious. I, I know this is one thing I like to ask folks when they come on, just because we're all a bunch of gamers. Where did you get into the game, and what was your, you know, gaming journey like over the years? Sure, I'll I'll try to keep it short. Um, I've told this uh, I've told this on the on our podcast, but um, uh, it was my first day of high school, and mm -hmm. I sat down, and I think what well, was my first period of the day. Uh, and the guy next to me had the first edition monster manual, the first edition AD&D. Uh -huh first edition monster manual on his desk and i didn't know him he didn't know me but i kind of whispered over to him hey what is that and he kind of like mumbled something back at me and i asked if i could see it and just as he passed the book to me the uh, the teacher who was kind of a disciplinarian uh, uh said uh excuse me sir could you bring that forward uh since you're so in you know something like uh, you know really embarrassed us and i had to bring the book forward and she oh, took no. it up and so after class, I had to go and plead my case because I, I was mortified that I'd gotten the guys because it looked so cool and I had gotten it taken up. So I managed to get it back from her. And uh, we, we talked like once we were out of class and he told me about what it was, that it was a game, not just like a book of cool monsters, because it, it had me at monsters. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I, I love mythology. The mythology was kind of my entry drug into comics and uh, as it turned out into role playing games and um that was 1979 first day of high school 1979 excellent excellent now never uh, look back <laughs> we're coming close to time could you tell the listeners where they can grab eyes beyond the torchlight and yeah, maybe absolutely. where they can catch your podcast as well yeah absolutely so as far as like you can get it in pdf on drive through rpg um, you can get it in print on Amazon. It's available in both soft cover and hardcover. And then in my preferred edition, my favorite edition on Lulu, it's available in a coil, like a coil bound uh, soft cover mm -hmm. that will lie absolutely flat on the table. And uh, it is, uh, I don't know if uh, your listeners have any coil bound books or rule books, but uh, I've always been super cool, super excited about them. They're my favorite. So Amazon, Lulu, uh, uh, drive through uh, for the PDF. We'll probably at one point add the uh, print on demand 
on uh, on drive through too. So that'll I think that'll complete all the places that's available. Uh, the podcast is available anywhere. Uh, I'm sure wherever your listeners uh, tune into your podcast, they can find our podcast as well. And again, it is D50 Shades of D&D, not of gray, <laughs> not D50 Shades of gray, but D50 <laughs> Shades of D&D. And uh, I think, like I said, we've got 14 episodes out so far and uh, we try to keep them like between 30 minutes to an hour. Uh, sometimes we divide them in two because it's such a, a game that we have so much to say about. We'll just do it, uh, divide it up into a two-parter. We try to get some guests on there. Uh, we've had Eric Bloat on there. Um, we uh, were talking to, uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but we're talking to other creators and uh, uh, joining us soon. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to have anybody tune in and, uh, you know, uh, let us know how we did. Excellent, excellent. Well, it's been great talking to you. Thank you for coming Absolutely, on. Absolutely, man. Uh, so thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, big fan of the show. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm I'm glad uh, I'm sorry we didn't get to talk more about, you know, there were some things about the game, like the fact that it's uh, player facing. Oh, and, oh uh, yeah. So we could have a lengthy discussion about that. But I know time is limited. So uh, maybe next time. No, no doubt. No doubt. Definitely. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. We could really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.